So I am here with Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us who you are? Absolutely. So my name is Laura Connolly. I am a former mental health therapist and I am now a cannabis health coach. Um, and I am working in the, the Finger Lakes area of upstate New York. So that's why I'm currently living with my son who is seven. Um, so I'm, I guess a bona fide cannabis mom, you could say. <laughs> that's amazing. So you had experienced a very traumatic event in your past, and it was kind of a catalyst that brought you into the direction of the career that you ended up choosing. Would you like to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. My story really begins um, back when I was in college, which was quite a bit of time ago at this point. When I was a, a freshman in college, I was sexually assaulted. And I had been using cannabis for some time at that point, just recreationally. And even after the, the sexual assault, I kind of continued to do that. But I really began to realize how much it was helping me and how much I could kind of continue to socialize and, and reduce my anxiety and feel good about being around other people and, and still having my kind of college fun life with managing all of these symptoms that I was kind of experiencing after that. Uh, and that really did kind of continue in my, my life. I, I think I was kind of slapped in the face over and over again with the usefulness of cannabis, honestly, because then, you know, through finishing school and moving on through a marriage that was not um, really the best thing for me, it was ended up being an abusive kind of relationship. And he was really, really um, into alcohol. And that really was a struggle in our relationship and to see kind of that that manifest itself in somebody is is really hard and i think having been able to use cannabis really not only helped me to to manage that but also helped me manage my son better and and kind of the whole situation so luckily that is over and then you know it kind of came up again in the pandemic and realizing how much cannabis again was was kind of saving my sanity um and my mental health throughout that situation, having my son at home through school, working at home. So, you know, by that time I was like, okay, we got something here. Cannabis really is a help to not only me, but I started to realize a lot of other people. So that was really the, the trajectory of realizing how amazing that plant is and how helpful it can be and how it's, even though there was a lot of fun that I was having with it and that still continues and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it is amazing how it can really help with your mental health. Absolutely. And I, I like how you touched on the fact that um, like there is so much stigma about mothers using cannabis and mm -hmm. taking care of their children. There are so many women in this world where, you know, taking care of your child becomes so much more joyful. And it's, you know, you, you parent better right. when you're happy, when you're taken care of, when you're taking your medicine. So right. I love that Absolutely. you spoke of that. Yeah. You became a mental health therapist, like you had mentioned, mm -hmm. but you no longer actively practice. Right. What led you to make that decision? So I did. I, I loved the work of being a therapist in the sense of what people kind of think of working with people, helping deal with uh, trauma specifically is what I really focused on. But it became so clear, especially again during the pandemic, that the system wasn't really set up to help people in the way that I wanted to. And I felt more like an obstacle in a way of getting, you know, psych meds or, um, you know, I was I was treating people at that point. Uh, over the phone, half an hour phone calls, and then diagnosing them with something after, you know, just that small amount of time. And it just didn't sit right with me, honestly. And so for a while, I was kind of struggling with that. It just became clear that it wasn't going to work as I was kind of hearing more and more people using cannabis to help with, you know, specifically PTSD, anxiety, depression, and they were getting such benefits from it. 
but then they would be drug tested and the, the psychiatrist might say, okay, well, if you're going to use cannabis, I'm not going to prescribe your meds anymore. So they'd be basically threatened into not using this plant that was helping them so they could take a medication that was not really as helpful, or at least was having more side effects than the, the plant medication would. So it's really um, frustrating to see. And it was, it was to the point where I couldn't feel good about that anymore. And I wasn't really caring for my mental health in the, those moments either. And I think it was best for, for everybody that I kind of moved on. So I think it was the right time then that it was, you know, just a time for a change, I guess. And did you see during, you know, the pandemic, uh, did you see an uprising of, of clients or patients that you had to? So many. It was, um, that I think was what made it so difficult because not only was I not seeing them face to face anymore because everything became, you know, virtual. So they can happen either over the phone or, you know, through zoom or things like that, but it is different to, to be not in the room with somebody. And I was dealing with so many clients that the caseload, you know, was such that I was only seeing clients that might need to be seen weekly or at the very most like bi-weekly. I was seeing them maybe monthly. And then they were taking medications that I couldn't really be checking in on them with. And it was just felt, um, like it wasn't really holding up what I withheld as a therapist was going to be my job and what I thought was right for the the clients really. And the amount of people coming through just made it so hard because the the appointments became short and everyone was so overworked. It was overwhelming. You graduated in February at the Cannabis Coaching Institute as a certified cannabis health coach. Uh, What brought you to CCI? Obviously you have a past with cannabis, but Mm -hmm. You know, you you were a mental health therapist, and then you left there, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing with cannabis." What happened there? So this was just like one of those moments. I don't know what you call it, like fate or luck, you know, divine intervention. But it was, you know, at that time when I was feeling so burnt out at work, I was, you know, kind of destroying my own mental health. I felt like I wasn't helping anybody else's mental health, which is what I was trying to do. So I was really just completely down on myself and my job and everything that was happening. And I was on the internet, just kind of looking into, you know, cannabis for mental health. And I, I can't remember exactly where it came up, but I remember for the first time seeing like the Cannabis Coaching Institute come up on, on the screen. And I, I probably heard like angels singing at that point, but it was like, this exists. I was, I was shocked. And that I knew right away that I had to do it. So I think it maybe took me a month if, if that to decide that I was absolutely going to sign up to do this. I could not possibly do anything else. I was like, this is exactly what I was meant to do. And it was really amazing because I think that was, you know, what had been piecing together over my life for so long was kind of coming to that moment, but I just hadn't known that it existed yet. So finding that was really an amazing moment. And those six months going through the program was awesome. And I am so happy to be an official graduate now and, and taking clients. And I totally believe in this program. It's amazing to go through it and to see the change and to have seen the change in other people and to be able to really help people and focus on the client and their needs and exactly what they're dealing with and not dealing with, oh, well, you have to do this to get your medication and I can talk to you for 15 minutes because the next one's already waiting. So it, it feels, I think, better for everybody involved. It's amazing. It was interesting because after um, my own sexual assault, a job opened up after college where I was working through um, the Sexual Assault Resource Center, which is a a local place here in upstate New York. And they deal um, kind of on the front lines of sexual assault. So I would kind of crisis counsel people. So short-term kind of one-on-one counseling. And I would also go to like the hospital after an assault happened to help them go through the whole rape kit process. 
um, or possibly like the, the police station to make a report. And basically we were there just to kind of advocate and help people kind of go through that process. Um, and I worked that job for about four years uh, and I loved every second of it. It was, I mean, very difficult. And I think doing something like that for that long can, can get you, you have to make sure you're really caring for your own mental health. So that was something I, I think I learned really well during that time was how to notice if I was taking too much of, of those feelings, those emotions on myself, or if I was, um, you know, dealing with my own things and, and maybe projecting it. So you have to kind of be aware of those things, but I love that job so much. That I was like, I, I want to keep doing this and I want to do it in a bigger capacity. I want to be able to, you know, my dream back then was to have my own, my own practice. And I think I'm still doing that. It looks a little different now, but um, you know, that was the, the goal then. And I think it has transformed in the best way possible. And I feel like what I'm really looking forward to in the future too, includes kind of meshing all of these things together. So I think the, the path was really, it's funny to look back on it now. It feels like every step that was taken might not have been easy, but it was meant to be there because it led me to, to this moment. Now I can feel like I can help other people who are in these situations. What kind of clients are you looking for? What kind of clients are your, your clients? So my clients, I really do focus on women. I think I would, um, you know, say I, millennial women are probably my, my biggest target. I think that's mostly because I am a millennial woman. Um, so I feel like I can speak from that. My heart works with trauma. I really, um, really focus on, on sexual assault, domestic violence. Those are things I've dealt with a lot in the past, but also just mental health in general. I think it's such a big thing. Anyone who wants to improve their mental health, and that of course does come with improving kind of your whole body, your whole person, the whole soul that it's all kind of connected. But I think if you're dealing with anxiety or, or depression or any kind of trauma, even if it's, you know, PTSD level or not, that's kind of my, my bread and butter and what I love to, to work with and help people with. Amazing. So what are you currently working on then? So that is exciting. I am not only just kind of building my, my program and taking on -on one-on-one clients at this point, um, my business is called Elevated Wellness. So I'm taking clients on for that, um, both for one-on-one program and for a a two-part consultation, if you're just kind of interested in a a shorter consultation. But I'm also kind of developing a um, program for people specifically with cannabis and sexual assault and dealing with trauma and those types of things. So I'm not really fully formed on that yet. It's still still working on it, but that is going to be my my big focus. I'm really excited about it. I love that. It's so needed. Yeah. You know, the more I talk to people and, you know, it's amazing the community that you can create out of cannabis. It's, you know, you just go, once you seek it out, like we were talking about with cannabis, I didn't have that community before, but once you start seeking it out, you find all these amazing people. So I think that is, um, you know, one of the big benefits is the more I talk to people, the more I see how much that is needed and how other people have had these experiences. And even though I, you know, I share my story, it's not really unique. There's a lot of people out there who have dealt with these things and are using cannabis to help it, but might not feel like they can shout that from the rooftops, you know, but it's so helpful. And I think it's worth, it is worth shouting from the rooftops. So, so what books are you currently reading? So currently I am switching between two. There's one that is weed mom by Danielle Simone brand, who I love. I've heard her speak a few times and she's fabulous. And I think that I've read more than once, but I feel like that's one that I can always pull out at any time and just kind of really enjoy reading for fun. Um, and the other one I am reading is, so you are a badass at making money by Jensen Saro. So that one is my like entrepreneurship book. So this is, you know, as starting a business and, you know, 
even now calling myself an entrepreneur is a struggle for me. Shifting that mindset, I think is a big piece of what a lot of people have to deal with. Um, so that is, is helping me to shift that mindset a little bit and into owning my business and, and kind of stepping into that role as an entrepreneur. So it's been an interesting read. Awesome. And what music are you listening to this week? Some music. So I have been listening to um, Lizzie Jeff lately, just kind of some kind of affirmations, good vibes type music. So it's been nice. <laughs> so what brings you joy? So joy. The, the first thing that comes to mind is my son. He always is, is joyful. Well, I shouldn't say always, but for the most part, <laughs> very joy, joyful. And I, you know, cannabis brings me great joy. I think both in as a, as a medicine and as something that, you know, I enjoy spending time with my friends, you know, and consuming that and helping others kind of learn about it and talking about it. And honestly, people are probably like, she should really just shut up about it at this point. <laughs> like I, I talk about it all the time, but I think that those things really bring me joy, just being able to help people spread the word about things that, that people have been, you know, unfortunately misinformed about for a really long time. And I, I don't think that's, you know, necessarily a lot of people's faults, but now that we have information, it's time to, to spread it. It's time to all, I'll kind of learn that. So those are the things that are, are bringing me joy right now. Well, I am very happy that you are here today. Well, I mean, you're at your house, but I'm <laughs> happy that you're here today doing this interview. I love the work that you're doing and there's such a huge need for it in this world. So can anybody come to you for a consultation from anywhere in the world or who are you? Anybody, as long as you are of legal consumption age and where you are, then that is, I'll take you. That's it. Amazing. I love it. And all your links will be in the description, of course. But um, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your story and the awesome work that you're going to be doing. Thank you so much.